Welcome to another episode of the Thoughts on Purpose podcast, my friends. My name is Nash Mackey. I am a rapid breakthrough and personal performance coach, and I am so grateful to have your company for today's episode. Let's be real, my friends. We live in a world that has so many distractions, and in fact, there are entire industries built off feeding people fear for profit. This podcast has been created as a place that you can come back to and recalibrate your mind, your body, and your spirit so you can stay connected to the power you have to live a thriving existence despite what might be happening in the world around you. We've been put on this earth at this exact point in time for a very, very important reason. And my mission through this podcast and through having the incredible guest on who is speaking on today's episode is to support you live your most incredible existence here on the planet, your most fulfilling, freeing, impactful existence. So make sure that you give yourself time to fully absorb the information, the strategies, the tools, the wisdom from today's guest. If you want to find out more about the work I do, you can go to nashapply.com and explore what it might be like to have me as your personal coach, if that feels right for you. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Thoughts on Purpose podcast. Today, we are joined by an incredible human, as we always are, but today's uh, guest is a very, very special soul, Kyle Laz, uh, up on Mount Tambourine uh, in, is it the Gold Coast or Brisbane, Kyle? Uh, it's, it's Gold Coast. It's actually like so the hinterlands of the Gold Coast, you could say. Hinterland, okay, amazing. So, ladies and gents, Kyle uh, is a uh, f- first and foremost. Kyle is known as the Chocolate Wizard. Uh, I remember we were in an event together, and I heard people talking about the Chocolate Wizard. I was like, "Who is it?" I, I knew you was a Chocolate Wizard even before I knew it was Kyle, which was really cool. <laughs> and uh, Kyle is a medical herbalist, uh, consultant, and facilitator. Uh, Kyle integrates herbs, wellness, sound healing, breath work, and of course, cacao to support people transform their life. Kyle, thank you so much for being here today, brother. Yeah, thanks, Nash. It's great to be here. Yeah, really. Amazing. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this conversation since, uh, well, actually, at the event, I, I think we, I mentioned I wanted you on the podcast. Um, I actually got to experience your incredible cacao ceremony that you held at at an event we were at together on the gold coast and it was interesting even on even last weekend i was talking to a mate about that experience it was it was probably one of the more spiritual things i've done in my life to be very honest with you brother um so i I know you've got so much wisdom um but i'd love just to get to know you like let's just let's just get to know kyle um and really what what, what gets Kyle out of bed in the morning? What inspires Kyle the most? Mm. Wow, that's a, that's a, a big question. Um, and I think to summarize, like what got gets man out of bed is, is, is life really. And yeah. just really, really experiencing it. And um, a, big, a big passion of mine is plants and what the plants do for us from, you know, waking up, hearing the birds and the trees to, uh, medicinal herbs to more of the um, spiritual um, transformational plants to then even playing music with plants 
and really, really sound and, and creating from that space, creating, creating things from nature, whether that's from, from the forest and from nature or from within my own nature of creating music or um, writing or just all, all the creativity, really. Yeah, I love that. And, and what got you into this? Like what, what called you to this work in particular? Have you always been this, this kind of guy or was there I feel a- like, yeah, well, I've, I've always from a young age thought about the unknown, you know, like what's on the other side of, of life. Um, yeah. I, I, I lost my father at a young age and that, that, that sparked, you know, having that, um, having a father on the other side, if you like, and really questioning religion. I came from like a quite a Catholic background growing up and um, then going through school and finishing school, like just seeking out what it is that I wanted to do, kind of following what people say you should do and what you should do was like studying. Um, and it wasn't until I, I dropped out of uni, I was studying um, engineering that I took six months off. And it was at that stage that I, I started to look at what do I really, what do I really enjoy doing? And at that stage, it was really um, partying, you know, uh, uh, smoking, getting high, those things at 18. And when I took time out, all my friends were still studying. I was like, okay, well, I do love studying. So I started to study cannabis. And then that led me into seeing all these different herbs and how, how far back this plant goes. And my mum's a, a, a massage therapist, aromatherapist, um, always used homeopath- homeopathic. So that natural medicine was always in my field. So after, after a bit of research, I actually then went, oh, what if I research to study this? And then that led me onto a, a path of studying a Bachelor in Health Science um, to become a qualified herbalist. And during that time, I also was lucky enough to get a job at this really this really cool little boutique herb shop called the, the Happy Herb Shop. You may have heard of it. There's, I think there's one in Tassie. There's at one stage, uh, there's one in almost. Yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely heard of the Happy Herb Shop. I don't know if it's still here in Tassie anymore. Yeah, I'm not oh. sure where they are. But during that time, I studied, you know, the science of herbs and health. And then I was working at this little, you can call it a, a, a like a hippie store if you like however yeah. what they were teaching there was more of the traditional uses of plants and the appreciation of plants whether it's for energy or health or relaxation such as like sleep or um, aphrodisiac so i got this really nice balance of the scientific facts and then the things that they kind of don't teach you in university as well yes um and from that yeah that that really was mainly my passion around there was learning to live because I realized through going through school and being in university that no one, no one actually taught me how to, how to live or what to eat or how to heal myself or use any of these things. So my whole passion along that journey was learning to live. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, uh, from there, I, I, I took a couple of years of like, I did a pilgrimage in Europe. I did the Camino. Um, that was quite opening for me as well, just being by myself walking and a lot of the European herbs are the herbs that I had studied. So actually seeing these plants along the path, along the way that I walked and being able to um, heal myself on the way just from plants that I, that I saw wow. from there wow. was really being able to utilize. And, and speaking to people from around the world, you know, walking the same path 
with their own special gifts and realizing that not everyone knew about the plants. So wow. when I when I came back, that's when I really got the um, I guess inspiration to start something, to create something. Because back then I was I was kind of more just flowing with the wind, and you know people let me stay places, and I finally got a place, and I was like, cool, I'm gonna set up, start doing consultations, and it was at that stage that I learned about chocolate and how to make it from from raw ingredients of cacao and could see that cacao is a herb and it was at that point that I was like wow I've never I love chocolate and I've never seen it as a plant before so as soon as I saw that I straight away started mixing herbs that I was already mixing into teas and into tinctures um, into the chocolate and that led me what I say is like the start of my chocolate wizard initiation where that path unlocked a whole lot. And that was really that chocolate's this, this platform to share about plants and to share about the earth. So, yeah, that, that journey has taken me to um, many different places, also studying a number of different modalities from like being a Reiki master, massage, um, different sound healing uh, modalities, as well as like NLP and coaching. So, yeah, I kind of I went to the point of like having a whole business that I had my chocolate in like 60 stores around Australia. Um, kind of went through that whole like um, business, not really having a business structure and, and getting again to that point of, oh, everyone says I should be in all the stores. I'm in all the stores. And it was at that point at the peak of that where I felt empty. And I was like, well, what is it all actually for when I'm just, you know, in the lab making chocolate all the time? And it was at that point, I actually stopped. I just canceled all the distribution and I went back to working in a, a health food store as a herbalist and um, found that there's so many people that were, you know, suffering from depression and anxiety and were on like pharmaceuticals, wanted to get off them. So I started, I started helping people in that field and realizing, wow, I really like, I'm needed in person as well. So that started a new chapter more on the, the coaching and then have, again, built, built that up. And now I do have a, I have a secret chocolate society where I send my chocolates to. And I also have um, Flower Black Cacao with a, with a dear brother of mine, which is a, um, we, we like to call like an innovative cacao company with um, high performance and, and great taste. Um, so I, I, that's my main focus now. And then also doing some coaching and, and sound healing and also teaching people about how to facilitate wow. cow and sound and breath. So yeah, it's all comes together. Brother, brother, it's such, it, it, it's, it's music to my ears, uh, hearing you talk about this, um, I'm not sure. I, I think I, I mentioned, you know, when we had conversation, I trained as a combat medic in the military. And so obviously part of my role was, um, you know, I, I got trained to administer different, you know, uh, I guess drugs to people. Um, and, you know, part of my role was actually giving people, uh, making sure their, their vaccines are up to date before they went on deployments and, and all that great stuff. Um, and so I, I've sort of set, I fully, and I, you know, I worked in hospitals for a bunch of years. So I've seen that side of things and I can appreciate that. Um, but when I worked there, it was interesting, Kyle. It was actually like something was missing. Like I knew there was something missing. There was something that just was not clicking. And now when I, you know, 
it's still some of what you're saying is still very new to me, I'll be honest. Um, but I know it to be true. Like I've heard so many people, you know, in the past seven years as I've been moving into this work and coaching around the people around the world, uh, you know, I'm hearing these conversations, I'm hearing the benefits people are getting from this work and I'm hearing how integrating these different forms of medicine and, you know, connecting with the earth on that deeper level, you know, the way you are, uh, it's just truly transformational for people. And I feel like it's something that's, it's, it's still very, I feel like there's a lot of confusion around it. Um, yeah. Like, to be honest with you, Kyle, even hearing the word, like hearing you talk about herbs, like in the past, my mind would have gone straight, straight to, oh, that's people getting high. Like, like, this is no joke. Like, that's actually how my mind would have been. Like, for, if, for anyone who is where I was maybe uh, seven years ago, when, when you talk about herbs, what do you mean? Like, if you could articulate on that a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, and it's interesting because at this, at this herb shop that I worked at, so many people would come in and go, like, does any of this stuff work? Yeah. And yeah. all people would be like, oh, you're getting high. So, like. I've spoken to thousands of people from this and even especially the younger kids would come in and be like, does any of this stuff get you high? Like, does any of this natural stuff work? And I'd be like, well, what have you been high on? And they'd be like, oh, well, marijuana gets me high. And I'm like, so where does marijuana come from? And they're like, oh, well, it's a tree and it's a herb. And each herb has its own personality. It has its own phytochemistry. So when I talk about herbs, it's a, it's a broad spectrum of, plants that have been used for healing and if in in today's culture we can really look at it as what were the traditional uses of the plants and then in today's society we have um the the scientific evidence so when we're looking more at the phytochemistry so what chemicals are contained in plants so if you know if we do look at cannabis we've got like thc cbd and all the derivatives of that which are is starting to hit the medical system and if we look at things like opium for, for pain, which you'd know about in the military that they would use, that comes from the opium poppy. Right? Yeah. And then there's so like, so it, when we look at the drug concept with herb, herbs, we can, we can see that every, almost every drug comes from a plant. Yes, so true. So there's, when we, when we follow, follow it back, there's, um, yeah, essentially potentiating the herbs to make drugs. And that, that's yeah. a really interesting um, interesting thing about plants is that I don't want to get too, too out there, but if we look into the pharmaceutical companies and patenting their products, that's kind of where herbs have been pushed out. And it's, mm -hmm. you can kind of look traditionally also where like the witches got burnt and those type of things. Um, so when I talk about herbs, I'm talking about even chamomile. Yeah. or peppermint or oregano so oregano on pizza you know it's a really great anti antibacterial antifungal or peppermint tea is really great for your respiratory tract um mm. what are the chamomile is really great relaxant great for the nervous system they call it the the water of youth so wow. some people think of chamomile and just think of their grandma drinking chamomile and they shouldn't yeah. be drinking it however i say drink <laughs> lots of chamomile especially in this time of stress so wow I mean, then we can go into more the high performance herbs, like the ones that we put enough love, like the cow, like rhodiola, roisa, which is a, a herb from Siberia. 
um, which is known as an adaptogen. That's the more like scientific term. So it's, it's yeah. a substance that increases adaptation to stress. Yeah. So traditionally, this was used by um, shamans and medicine people in Siberia. And when it came to the Western world, it was actually through the Russian government during, I think it was World War II, they started researching plants when America was researching chemicals. So chemicals to enhance it, like the um, amphetamines and all those things to keep their soldiers up. The Russians started to look at natural things. Wow. And because things like the ginseng in China were already, the price was up. They started doing all this research and all this class of herbs came out called adaptogens. So this is rhodiola, shisandra, Siberian ginseng. Um, so it's really thanks to, to the Russian government for studying those herbs that these herbs are available to us now. And the beautiful thing about these plants is they, they don't know the exact um, mechanism. So they can't go, this chemical acts on this. But overall, it's, we call it like tonics. So we're talking about Mason before with the medicinal mushrooms and how they tonify the body. So they give a general over, overall feeling of well-being. And really, it's about, um, it's about preventative medicine. Or so nourishing ourselves is not we get sick and then we go to a doctor. We can take these things to support our body so we can thrive, really. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. I think that summarizes the, the herbs. And obviously, there's, I say there's herbs for the spirit, there's herbs for the mind, there's herbs for the body. So there's, there's a whole lot of realms we can go into within that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was beautifully, uh, you know, summarized and broken down. So thank you for, thank you for speaking into that. Um, you know, a huge part of what I do through this podcast is, is like, like I shared with you, you know, it's, it's, it's trying to uh, give people more options in life, more options, more vehicles to, to live a thriving existence. Um, and there are so many options out there that I feel like a lot of people close themselves off to because of some, you know, past indoctrination or something that got passed on to them. And they've never actually stopped and considered it for themselves. And you know, sometimes the the beliefs people have and the perceptions people have is enough to just hold them back from even exploring it a little bit. Um, and I think that's, you know, that can create one kind of experience. But, you know, when we have an open mind and we're willing to have these conversations and explore it, uh, beautiful things open up. So I'm, I'm really glad that you're here educating us, Kyle. I really appreciate it so much. I just want to talk a little bit about the experience I had at, at your cacao ceremony because that was, again, a hugely spiritual. I was actually, yeah, sharing with my, my dear friend. It was one of my one of the most spiritual things I've ever experienced, like just to be very honest with you. Um, yeah, and I've grown up, you know, in churches and all this stuff, but like you can't deny the feeling when you have it. I'll say that of that deep spiritual connection of that. Um, and I remember how you created this space, like you created this sacred space. Um, and then we all moved into that. And uh, I'm not going to go into details of exactly what you did, but some of it was just savouring the flavour of the beautiful chocolate that you make and, you know, trying those beautiful different uh, herbs that you put within that and just experiencing that in the body. And then I remember you got us to lie down and then you were playing the different sounds and then you had the didgeridoo as well. Like that, you're very, you've got so many skills. It's it's very impressive with with the different sounds. Um, things like when, when I look at the cacao ceremony, you did, Kyle. Like I see that as so healing for people. 
if people aren't in situations where they have access to that right now, so let's imagine someone that's at home being locked down, uh, listening to this right now, what can they start doing to kind of integrate more uh, of these spiritual practices into their life? Do you have anything you could recommend? Yeah, well, for me, when, when we're talking about spiritual or spirit, I always think of being inspired, you know, being yeah. in the spirit or even taking a breath. <sighs> so for me, when it's in, people to incorporate, I, I, I really enjoy when I work with my clients and people to really simplify it to like tangible action so simply like going into meditation where i also do feel like meditation needs to be reworded because it can also have this a connotation of i can't do that however Mm -hmm. meditating is bringing bringing awareness and presence to to yourself and to your surroundings so for me it, it it's always coming back to the senses so the 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 chocolate dreaming or the cacao ceremony that i did with you is really the foundation is around our senses. So connecting in with the five senses we have, they're tangible and they're like activating what we are and the humanness. And the more we tap into our sense of smell, what do we smell around us or what can we taste or um, what are the feelings? Can we feel the wind on our skin? What can we hear? What, What can we see? The colors, that's really bringing us into the present moment. And that is, for me, that is the most spiritual experience we can be having. So for a bit of advice for someone at home would, would definitely be to, to look into meditation, to um, even if it's just when you go outside, what, what can you hear and what can you see and bring yourself into that present body, like into your presentness in your body. Um, and moving more into like utilizing plants and things like that. I think the simple, the simple practice of smelling your food before you eat it, smelling your tea before you drink it or your coffee, because everyone loves coffee, right? I think it's between coffee and chocolate. Like there's this like fine line. Um, yeah. But before you have your coffee, have it, have a smell of it and, and bring to mind what, what you're going to do before you do it. So that would be like setting an intention. Um, yeah, so that would be that bit of advice for me. Every now and then I do like sound healings through through my Facebook, um, Instagram, and also sometimes like chocolate dreamings where people can use chocolate or cacao, like they don't have to use mine. Um, so there's also that people can check out when when that's available. Um, Amazing. Where, where, do people, where do people find that, Kyle, instead of curiosity? Um, so you can look, you can look up Carl Laz um, seven on Instagram. Uh-huh. Also, Carl Laz on on Facebook, and you'll find me on there. Um, Phenomenal. So yeah, that's uh, that would be my my advice. The thing that I found the most interesting is music as well, like tapping into sound, relaxation. This also has a, a great scientific backing of listening to relaxation music allows you to relax. And if you listen to mm. like heavy metal, it's going to make you more like high vibing. Um, For sure. Yeah. So taking time to really listen, listen to yourself. And the simplest way I can say of meditation is you can sit, listen to the, the sounds around and have a moment where you can just connect in, connect in with this, this heart that's 
you know, being hugged by your lungs and just mm-hmm. feel that, feel that um, essence of yourself. And if it is that wonder of like, what is it that actually makes my heart beat? And yeah. that can be a bit of like an inspiration of like, whoa, there, there's more than what's just presented to us. That's, that's huge, isn't it? Like just, just those little moments and exactly what you said, there's more than what's just presented to us. Um, because that's where people get so trapped in life. Like they're, they're so stuck in the happenings to the, to the point they disconnect from really the bigger picture. So I, I love, I love what you're talking about here. It, it's truly powerful. Um, I, on the sound side of things. So I was checking out your Instagram not so long ago and I think it was a live you did and you had. You had like a little device plugged into a plant, like a cacao plant, I think it was. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I was kind of blown away. I was like, is that legit? The plant was playing music. Yeah, that's right. Is that, that's the thing. So what is, and, and you have to pardon my ignorance, but this is, tr- this is, this is where I'm at. Um, yeah. Is that happening with all plants? Like this one behind me, is that playing music right now? Well, that's an that that is a really good question because if if we look at um the scientific model of everything's made up of atoms let's not go beyond smaller than atoms but there's an atom right with a neutron and a proton and an electron spinning around it so there's there are these cycles so cycles mean it's vibrating yes so when we, we look at the the base level, everything's in vibration. Everything's in a state of flux. Yes. And if, yeah. if everything is vibrating, then it's giving off a sound, whether we can hear it or not. Wow. If, if that makes sense. It makes so perfect sense. That's on like the, on the microcosm, we've got the electron. On the macrocosm, we have the planets orbiting the sun. So if we look back at people like uh, Plato, um, they were talking about hearing the sounds of the spheres. So being able to hear the sounds of the different planets as they moved around the galaxy. So wow. In between that, we have our cells. So our liver might sound different to our heart, and um, a healthy liver might sound different to a fatty liver. So when we're talking about uh, songs and music playing, there's, there's that spectrum. Like we look at the electromagnetic spectrum, we've got so much sound that is out there and there's only a small portion we can hear. Yeah. And there's light, there's all this light and we can only see a small portion. So yeah. we're not seeing everything that is, and we're not hearing everything that is. Mm-hmm. So is that plant singing? I think everything is singing all the time. Wow. And the, the device that I have has essentially like similar technology to a lie detector where it can pick up, changes in electrical impulses within Mm -hmm. the plant so it's it's not tapping into the plant and the plants singing a song as such it's kind of like plugging the plant into an instrument so for me i play the didgeridoo and when i'm playing the didgeridoo you can hear the sound of the didgeridoo and i play the didgeridoo like i play the didgeridoo yeah so when you plug the plant in i can choose what synthesizer or what what sounds i want the plant to play and the plant will play it wow so if if the song is 
it sounds the same, kind of like didgeridoos sound the same, but if you really listen, every didgeridoo player plays a didgeridoo differently. Got it. You get what I mean? So, I do. Yeah. Wow. It's, it, for people who want to look more into this, there's a book. It was written in, I think it was in like the 70s called The Secret Life of Plants. It's a great book. It's got a lot of scientific information there where a guy who was studying lie detectors was the first person to change it up to hook it up to a plant and notice that plants give off different signals. And he did a number of different tests on the plants. One particular one that is really um, seated in my mind is he had two plants in a room and all his colleagues, he got together and he got them to draw, draw straws. So no one knew who got the shortest straw and they all had access to the building. And that night, the person with the shortest straw had to go back to the place and murder one of the plants. So it went into the room. There's two plants, grabbed one of it, snapped it, you know, really like quite violently destroyed it, stomped on it, and then left. And the next day, the researcher hooked up the other plant. And one by one, in and out, he, he got all his colleagues to walk in and out. And when the person that killed the other plant walked in, the plant gave off a reading. Wow. So it was this this idea of like that plants do have consciousness and there is a way to tap into that. That is incredible. Wow. Thank you for sharing that example. That's very, very clear cut. All right. So, so they don't need to be tapping phones anymore. They can just tap plants from now on. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully more people would tap plants. And I, I do like the idea of like the plants playing. And I, what I have noticed is the plants that I do connect in and allow to play even if I'm just doing some work, they, they seem to grow faster and be more healthy than, than the other plants. And I've also noticed that some house plants of other people, when I connect it up, the plant doesn't sing straight away. It doesn't give off anything. Really? And I kind of like sit there with it and maybe like um, tone a little bit, you know, breathe. And the plant will slowly start to, to play and be like, oh, was that me? And like the sound's kind of on and off. Okay. And my perception of that is that some houseplants out there um, and maybe the plant behind you, it's like how much are people interacting with their plants mm-hmm. or how much do they just see it as a piece of furniture and then do the plants take that on wow. because they're part of our realm. So it's really like with the herbal plants or the medicinal plants that I have, when I hook them up, they just start singing straight away. And I feel there's this, it's, it's still a lot of um, exploration um, on what this all means. However, the plants that I already have a connection with that I've grown before and made, made medicine from, when I connect with them, they, they, they're open and they're ready, ready to sing and they've opened to, to me. So, yeah, there's an interesting realm around plants where are they – um, aware of us or are they aware of everything and do they react when we become aware of them because we actually know that flowers give off their scent when an animal or a human comes near it so the, the plants are giving off their scent to attract an insect or a human or someone to them to pollinate their flowers to pick their seeds to pick their fruit and spread it so there's a lot more intelligence in in nature than than we've been told and hence in that book the secret life of plants there's another one called the hidden things called the hidden secrets of trees where they start talking about how trees 
feed each other. And like the mother tree will send nutrients to a baby tree. And how I think that the one experiment was in, in Africa, the acacias, they're being eaten by like a, um, a giraffe. It will, it will send messages to the other acacias, which will then start producing these bitter alkaloids to avoid the other giraffes eating them. So the, the instrument that plays music is that way of like, again, with, with sense of hearing, when people hear something, it kind of gets their attention. So yeah. that's also why I love the, the plants and also playing music with them and, and feeling that connection and playing different songs with the plants. That's phenomenal. And uh, so, so as you were saying that, Kyle, what was coming to my mind, I've, I've got three kids, my beautiful wife, and I, I see it a bit like a kid. If, you, if you're not giving the kid your, your time and your presence, um, they kind of shut off and they become, they obviously develop beliefs as well as we know, eventually like I'm not worthy of being heard or like all this other stuff. So as you were sharing that, I'm wondering how much of that is true for plants as well, like they're taking on that thing of, um, but maybe not with the human um, meanings, obviously, but um, yeah, that's fascinating. I, I, I find that's just so incredible and i told my wife about this just like oh my goodness we have to get one of those things to listen to our plants because we're it's interesting we've really felt drawn toward plants more so it's sort of been a transitional thing and uh, even this conversation like i wouldn't have once had this conversation kyle but i feel i feel just like such a fascination for it i, I such a curiosity for it like almost a calling and you know I, I love cacao like and i think that's what really connected me with you was the cacao and i've been drawn to um, to cacao on, on a deeper level, like a real, I, I found a real connection, um, a, a deeper sense of spiritual connection through cacao as well. Um, and you spoke so beautifully about the cacao plant. So could you talk to us a little bit about the benefits of cacao or, and really the, the, the sacredness of this plant? Um, could you educate everyone? Because you were saying even if it's through like a Cadbury's block of chocolate, it's still the cacao plant. Like uh, it was just totally new to me. So could you talk into that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, thank you. And there is that piece around the, you know, the the Cadbury's or the the Nestle. And there's a lot of what I'd also call like noise in the cacao space around. Well, I suppose in any kind of group, we 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 come together, we, we see the sacredness of something. And then all of a sudden people are like, you can't do this and you can't do that. And you can't do this. And as a chocolate wizard, like throughout my whole life, whenever I've come across a religion or something that says, I can't do something, I've left it and you know, I've moved away. So I'm, I'm not about telling people what they can and can't do with things. However, it's looking at what is like, what does cacao do? So what was the feeling you first had? Or who's the first person that gave you chocolate, right? And like, it's that feeling. It comes from love, like just in that ex experiential feeling of it. And then with the practicalities of it, it's a food like Theobroma cacao. When you look at the Greek origins of that botanical name, which was named by a, I think it was a, a Swedish uh, botanist, but Theo is God and Broma is food in Greek origin. So he named it food of the gods. And wow. back in those days, a lot of the botanists and stuff were actually monks that were part of the churches. And so for someone who's um, 
you know, religious, and you'd know from coming from the religious background, to speak of God is like blasphemy. So for this botanist to actually name something food of the gods, there had to have been something special there. Um, so we bring in that that little essence of spirituality and practicality you mentioned about the military. And this is an interesting piece. I think it was World War World War II. I think it was like 98% of the cacao production in the US and the chocolate made was for the military because it is such a um, nutritious food that keeps people going and can just be put in the in the knapsack and and taken out. And I know I know a few like chocolate makers in Australia and some of the bigger ones were saying that there's these bunkers in Australia and there's like food that's stored in there. And then there's this certain chocolate that's in those storage packs. It's, that's so interesting, brother. It were all the ration packs in the army, every single one of them had a little block of chocolate. Yeah, and, that's right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. When, when you're out in, in whatever and you have that bit of chocolate. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. I love what you're saying, brother. Yeah, so there's chocolate for me, like I know a lot of herbs and it just brings it back to this like practical, this practical um, connection. And when we look into the history of it, we're looking at like the Olomec societies, so the Aztecs, the Mayan, those guys um, utilizing it as a food, a medicine, a sacrament, which I'll get to, and a currency. So they would trade, farmers would pay their taxes in cacao beans to the king and like kings like Montezuma would have, he was like buried with more cacao than gold. So it had, it has that value and they revered it for its um, magical properties. Mm. So they do magical, magical rituals with it, um, which back then, you know, some, some, uh, I won't go into the details of that because it can, it can go into deeper, um, processes around like different wars and sacrifices and things like that. However, all societies do have that. Um, so when we, when we look at a substance that people were connecting with for magical properties or spiritual or sacramental um, applications, what I've, what I've found is that chocolate is, is something that when we look at that plant consciousness, Okay, of a plant essentially producing flowers to be pollinated, producing seeds, and then a fruit to to spread the seeds so more of the plant can grow. Like that's a kind of like a base need of even cells in our body and the mitochondria want to like reproduce, repair, and like reject old things. So this plant has already spread its seed in the form of chocolate to every corner of the globe and situate itself in everyone's heart. So everyone loves it. So that in, in and of itself is already, if you like, a spiritual practice of gifting chocolate for love, whether it's on Valentine's Day or when we start to look at, again, with the religion as our, our, our most marketed spiritual belief system is, is religion. And we look at Christmas we look at Easter and people are eating lots and lots of chocolate. So it's, it's already in there. It's like, it's an expression of love. Mm. So if we go, if we go more into like the spiritual energetics, what I found is what, what cacao does is it opens our hearts. 
it also opens our intuition and it's quite grounding. So there's when people start looking into um, different um, medicinal and spiritual plants and different societies that consumed these plants for certain rituals, whether it's in the Amazon with ayahuasca or in Africa with iboga or Mexico with mushrooms, people were using them for healing. And yes, they had these, um, if you like, hallucinogenic or psychedelic experiences. But even if you look at the scientific words in that, it always looks into like wonder in one's mind or to connect one with God, like entheogens is entheo, like connecting with God. So that's really going on to that far end of spirituality with plants. And there's a lot more research now, even with psychoactive plants or entheogenic plants with like research on mushrooms and LSD and things like that for um, people that are like got anxiety before they die. Mm. So this research is helping people relieve that anxiety, giving them that experience of what may be on the other side. So that was just to take it on that breath of like sacraments and using things with intention, whether that's in a hospital setting or around a fire. Um, Cacao has that reverence and it has been utilized in history for that. And something that I found really important about cacao and how it's situated itself in our society is that when you utilize cacao with intention what she does is it well the cacao if you like we're going we're talking spiritual here the spirit of cacao will align you with your path so it will take you on your journey which is in in the day-to-day life in the if you like this this version of the dreaming where these other plants can potentially take you on this you know, this out-of-worldly journey and you've got to come back and integrate it. Or people have explored with things in the past, even with cannabis or mushrooms and might have had bad trips. It can be a thing to come back to integrate, whereas chocolate, cacao does it in our, in our waking state. Wow, I love which that. Which is really, really beautiful. And if you don't use it with intention, it just makes you feel good. So it's a, a really, in my eyes, it's a really forgiving plant to to play with and bring in. So how people can utilize that is if you like dancing, take a moment to smell cacao as a piece of chocolate before you eat it and then dance and see how different you feel when you dance with that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're an artist, like paint or write, or I even say for, especially with like the cacao we've produced, which is like a really like high focus, high performance. If you're going to work and you're going to make videos and you're going to be creating content, have some cacao, do that and get into it. It's a, it's, it really does come from the heart. So it's what you love doing. So I feel like every plant has a spiritual, a spiritual use. For example, I would say that coffee is more like get shit done. You know, this really masculine, get it done. Whereas cacao is a bit more of a feminine creative. You still get there, but you're kind of dancing on the way. So they are, they are very similar in their, in their um in their phytochemistry as well they have a similarity coffee and and chocolate as well interesting well i'm glad to hear that because i love both of those things <laughs> both of them are great yeah absolutely brother thanks so much for breaking all that down that's so incredible and i love how you said that you know cacao is something that 
because to be honest with you, like the idea of some of those psychedelics and stuff like kind of freaked me out. And personally, I don't, uh, I don't have an interest in, in those things as such. And I respect them, you know, and I love that some people, you know, find so much um, healing and, and so much clarity through them. Um, but for me, like, uh, I'm, I guess I love that thing of maybe it's maybe it's a control thing. Who knows what it is? But <laughs> I like the I like to feel that um, I don't I don't actually know how to articulate this in, in the right way. But I, I like to feel that I can do it myself without having to rely on something too external. Um, if if that makes sense, but again, I respect it, and I don't know what's life, what life is like with that stuff, so I can't actually really have an opinion on it. Um, but for, for me, cacao right now is something that's, that I can use, and I can, I guess, it, it works for me. It works for me in a, on a really high level, and I get very uh, inspired seeing other people integrated into their life. And so, one of the reasons I wanted to connect was to again educate people around the benefits of it. Uh, especially in this time where there is a lot of disconnect, like people are confused and they're like, which way do I turn? Just something as simple as cacao, um, chocolate. Um, but ideally, a really great quality cacao, such as the one you create, brother, um, that, that would just be so phenomenal in people's lives. Yeah, and it, it's why like, I also brought to my attention was I mean, my mum's also a yoga teacher, so yoga and meditation has been in my life for a long time in the herbs. And what I found is when I talk about meditation or yoga, people kind of listen or even herbs, but they kind of glaze over after a while. Yeah. Because when you say chocolate, people, it gets their attention. So it's the perfect excuse. It's the perfect reason, let's say, to, to be, have time with yourself. So it's like, go meditate. People are like, oh, I don't have time to meditate. Here's some chocolate. Have a piece every day. And then it's like, you mean I can have a piece of chocolate every day? And it's like, get the reward before you do it. Um, yeah. So on a, on a simple basis, there is there is that, and I think it's such a an amazing intelligence that a, that a plant has developed these these properties. And when we look at different, like science starts to show what are the different compounds in the plants, and the research in cacao is starting to show that there is compounds that do help us dream like increase melatonin and on those like the the tryptamines and increase our our euphoria with like phenylethylamines that are contained in the cacao as well as all the nutrients and vitamins and this is similar with the like the psychoactive plants where i don't feel like everyone needs to go and do all these things and allow us to research them allow us to research nature to see and see where where they're best and most practical and allow everyone to have the choice to i guess explore their own mind and people can experience that through meditation people can experience that through breath work you can experience it through walking through an amazing forest like someone who's never been to a forest or seen a waterfall is gonna have this amazing experience from the energy like we talk about the energy and the vibration right everything holds a a certain frequency it's same as like in church you know and i say to people when people have these like amazing experiences in church it doesn't surprise me because the the building's holding the energy of all these people that have been 
praying and celebrating and sharing. So when you walk into a church, especially when I like, walk the Camino in Europe, these old, like hundreds of year old churches, you walk in them and you can almost feel, feel tears welling up or this, this essence. And you can get that from a forest. That's what the pagans and that have their, their natural churches. And in a forest, are walking through the, um, through the jungles. There's, there's an experience that we can have. So there is this connection back, bring it back to cacao where the mythology of cacao, um, one of the, the story says that cacao was gifted to, to man or the Maya at a time where man started to take more from the earth than he was giving back or had lost his connection. And cacao comes to reconnect man with the earth. And I like to say that it connects us back to ourselves and it connects us back to the earth. It's a, it's a beautiful um, foundation to, to start from in a functional spirituality essentially where there there really isn't any wrong way to do it like if you're doing it and you're present with it and you're practicing it it's 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 good for you yeah yeah, yeah. such a such a great conversation brother and I, I love that you've spoken into that could you talk into quickly about for someone who maybe has been on a, on a growth journey for a while now and they still feel like there's another level, they still feel like, and obviously this is another level for all of us, I get that, but, the, you know, maybe people still don't have, they've not found a sense of peace within them um, and they're looking at, at these different things, like they're looking at uh, different herbs that they could potentially experiment with um, and maybe they are curious about trying some of the, like the higher level herbs, I might call them, um, where... They can have different experiences. When should people, like, is there a time people should avoid avoid doing that stuff? And what would be the wrong intention when, when looking to that stuff? I feel like the, the first thing that comes to mind is always set and setting. And you can see this in a lot of the, the literature around these topics is making sure you're in the right headspace, you're in the right settings, you're in the right place, like a safe place to, to practice. And this, this, whether it's cacao or it's ayahuasca, it's these same things. Also who you're with and what their mental state is like and then what, what substance you're having. So each substance, know, know what, you, what you have and why you're having it and you can have a rich experience. And then with set and setting, it is your intention. So if for example, if you're feeling really annoyed and then you, you go into the middle of a, a city and there's cranes going and there's like people having a fight over there and like then you try to have this spiritual experience there, that is somewhere where it could be um, not as productive, not as effective. Um, and knowing it, researching, there's so much research, either like doing a lot of research on the topic or finding someone to work with that can help shortcut it and like get it specific for you. So, um, yeah, I'll also say like escapism. So like trying to do something to escape is, isn't the best intention to have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more what would that what would that look like, Kyle? Like, if someone is trying, like, how would they know? Just to, as someone can identify that within themselves, like, how would they know they're trying to escape? Mm. 
Well, I call it like the the running away and reaching. Like you're either reaching for something or you're running away from something in that point where you where you're how you could probably know this is feeling like feeling ang- anxious and when when you can't stop you know you just you're just going and you and you're doing something and then you're picking something up and in those moments the best thing to do in those moments is actually to just like have a seat like just sit and breathe come back to your breath and see what emerges and what comes up and then being able to deal with it from there um so i'll always say in those it's a, i guess it's it's a challenging one to uh, yeah, identify um also just getting getting in like a in a loop of needing to to reach for something outside of you so a simple one in our society would be with alcohol mm. right somebody who's drinking all the time and then they're waking up hungover and they're feeling guilty about whatever happened blah, blah, and then they're drinking again yeah true. and noticing what what experiences happen with that so to say that would be a level of um escapism and like you were saying like not everyone needs to reach for something as the solution and i don't feel like the solution to anyone's problem is outside of themselves it is always within so to i always say to people that there's many things one can do before reaching for the plants Mm -hmm. and it's like there is that like meditation you know speaking to someone about it whether it's friends or family or um, a counselor or a coach or whatever like reaching for those things first speaking to another human being expressing then it's coming to like meditation getting sunshine being in nature checking on what you're eating who are you hanging out with what are they talking about like where are you hanging out with because if you feel like oh my life's a mess and you're always hanging out with some dudes that are like really i don't know aggressive and like you know, making fun of you or like, right, and no wonder you feel, you feel like that. So checking all those circumstances first and then even moving into those like higher teacher plans, do some solid meditation, do some solid breath work. Like the amount of breath work that's happening on the planet right now is important and that can, and it does bring on altered states. And that is just coming from the breath. Yeah. So that would be things that I would say for people. There's a whole lot of things for people to do. And then when you meet with these plants, you're going to get a richer experience. I love that. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. So, so what I'm hearing is that making sure you're coming from a place of really inspiration and creation versus the desperation, like trying to run from um, a, maybe a painful emotion or some, some pain in the past. Um, am I right in saying that? Like, does that, would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I'd say what. Specifically, the peeps that people that I choose, like I work with, are people who are already creatives and want to really up level their creativity or their performance. Yeah, they already have like a, a vision to work with. So that is one direction for that ex, oh. um, ex focus for creativity for problem solving. Like that's where we can go on that realm. Yeah, and then when it is coming to people unwell, sick, or depression or anxiety or things like that, there's there's a different path of like taking that responsibility first and like a lot of clients that I've worked with who are on like um, pharmaceuticals, for example, be surprised how working with a a professional in that scene, how your doctors will actually reduce those medications if someone asks for it. 
And that's where we can support with herbs. So there's herbs that can start supporting the nervous system, getting yeah. the right nutrients into the body, getting the body back in balance. So as those medications are reduced, the body's adapting to it. So we can, we can heal the body through that process, opposed to just going, you know, some people being judgmental, like you said, everything has its peace. Instead of someone just saying, get off those meds, it's bad for you. And then having a, a relapse or of course. A yeah, crazy experience. So that's where the plans can also fit in. However, it is having your practice and having something new that you want to bring in, a change in routine, um, a, like a, a daily rich routine. So it's bringing something into your life that you're actioning. So the power keeps coming back to you. You did that. It's not that herb that did that or that thing that did that. Because I've experienced people taking all herbs and all things and their mindset not being right or their lifestyle not being right. And the herbs don't work as efficiently. Same as yeah, okay. pharmaceuticals. You know? Yeah. Okay. That's, so that's a really key point. So making like understanding it's coming from you, not from the substance. And because that's where I can imagine like the addictions begin because they're like, it's the substance. I need more of that. Yeah. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the, the, the piece is that we have like a, if you like, like an innate intelligence in our body that like pumps our heart and heals us. So if you like, there's this innate intelligence when you look at natural medicine that heals us. So there's something in us that allows us to heal. When you cut your hand, it heals itself. Yeah. And essentially these plants and everything we're putting in assist that and raise the, the, the potency and amplify the energy of that innate force. Yeah, so working working with it is is really um, the the importance. And if we want to get really like just a little bit of a cosmic jump, that that essence that heals us or pumps our heart or breathes us is that the same technology that makes that electron spin or the planet spin within this reality that we're in? So it's really tapping into whatever that intelligence is, which we can't quite say what it is. There's words that people give it prana or chi or um uh quintessence more like western alchemy like the quintessential that essence behind all that is so we're really looking at ways to amplify that technology or consciousness or whatever we want to use the language so it's working with that i love that so so powerful and you know, one of the big beliefs that I have and I try and instill in other people uh, or encourage other people to take on if it feels right is that, you know, life wants us to grow. Life wants us to thrive. And like that's just it. Like we've not been put on this earth to just suffer and, uh, you know, experience challenge and hardship um, and live a miserable life. Like we're here to flourish. We're here to thrive using that word that, you know, you mentioned before. And when people actually just start with that, we're here to thrive. And there's many, many different ways to thrive. And, you know, for some people, you know, working with someone like yourself might be exactly what they need. Um, but we need to be open to new possibilities. We need to actually be willing to explore different avenues and not being too fixed on what we think is the right way. Um, so I love I love the work you're doing, brother. And I know I could talk to you for hours, but I uh, I've got some final questions I, I just want to ask you. Um, do you believe, like, kind of piggybacking off what we just said, do you believe that every human being on the planet has a purpose? 
That's a really, that's a really great question. I think I think everything has a has a purpose, and therefore, yeah, every every person has a purpose, and we get to choose what that what that purpose is. Um, I like to say, like, especially during this like chaotic time we're in, that nature always corrects itself. Like nature will just keep on keeping on, and we are nature. Like we come, like I believe we come out of the earth. Like where did we come from? Unless we came from a spaceship and we just dropped off way back when. Yeah. Or did we birth out of out of the earth? And are we part of it? Are we one with it? So yeah. In that, do we have a purpose? I feel like every individual does have a purpose on a on a um, fundamental level. It's it's to be a custodian of the earth. So if that purpose is to um, reproduce or repair or create or whatever it is i do feel like yeah everyone everybody does have a have a purpose yeah i love that be a custodian it's the word custodian Custodian's a word i like i like to use yeah like to de let's decolonize the earth and become custodians of it ah that's can you actually articulate like break down what that word means like uh, again part of my ignorance uh, custodian custodian someone who takes care like takes care of something okay a custodian so someone who cares for the plants so um looks after it like there's there's stories also of like when they've looked into like say the amazon jungle everyone thinks it's just this wild jungle but when you actually look into the thing of it it, it was planted like it's been planted and looked after by the people that were there it's not wow. just this wild jungle the people they look after they chop down things like I don't know if people have watched Fantastic Fungi, which is a new documentary that's out. It's amazing about like the like the healing of mushrooms, and this is all mushrooms from like edible mushrooms to the forest and how they break it down. Um, it's on Netflix now, which is really great. Wow! Uh, it's showing like how a tree falls down and then the mushrooms grow, like the mycelium or mold grows on it and breaks it down, and then from that you got fertile soil, and then you. New, new trees grow out of it. So everything in nature's system has a purpose. Mm. And when we look at the custodianship of that with humans, humans can walk around and like chop down trees. And um, similar to like the wolves, I don't know where that was. That was in America where they put them back into one of these national parks where they'd hunted all the wolves and, you know, there weren't animals and there was drought and the rivers had stopped. And when they put these wolves back in the national park, everything started coming back into harmony. and Oh my started growing and so it brings balance back because wow. when we're taken out of a system the system starts to um what do you say like um it needs to adapt in a certain way so being custodians we have the we have the as humans we have the ability to like seed consciousness if you like so we can choose and we can create and we can see things and make changes so being custodians is doing the right things for our society and for ourselves um i love that yeah that that would, that, that would be the one that, that was an awesome explanation like I, I kind of got the gist of what you meant but i wanted to hear it come from you so thank you for explaining that and i love that about the wolves how phenomenal um yeah and there's actually a thing around the coyotes as well and not coyotes the dingoes in australia and how 
there is a big movement to actually get the dingoes back because they're actually also like an a an apex predator okay so these apex predators like wolves actually are custodians of, of land so they won't just go and kill everything if there's too many kangaroos eating the grass and eating all the sprouts then they'll hunt the kangaroos and if then there's too many things digging holes they'll they'll keep things in check i mean now people see them as like oh wild dogs or whatever and it's just because of how 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 the system currently is however like it's it's finding which which pieces work and as humans we can make that choice we can go okay cool we're going to allow the dingoes back in okay we're going to reintroduce herbs into our system we're going to like you know we we can be custodians of of the planet and that can come in many ways so for the children for the plants for the for everything and it's really taking that step into what what is the best thing and what can we do mm. to bring the system back into balance quicker i love that so it's so really just living in harmony um as much as possible with the earth um as opposed to trying to change it so much um i, I that's that's what i'm hearing um, yeah. everything wants to find balance naturally, right? Everything comes yeah. from the same source and wants to find balance. And we can either be part of doing whatever we think is right, or we can see what the balance is and how can we, um, how can we speed up the homeostasis and bringing things back into balance, which it kind of looks like the earth in that phase of coming back into balance in my view. And what are the things that we can do to, amplify that because with or without us it's it, it will find its balance mm. i i a thousand percent agree with what you just said um, i i fully believe that it is it is coming back into balance in the most beautiful way um kind of a chaotic way but sometimes that's <laughs> you know that's what it takes um yeah. i love this where can people find you kyle and get in contact with you and maybe even explore working with you what's the best way for people to uh, get around everything you do everything um really would be facebook um so kyle laz instagram kyle laz seven and then i do also have a, a website www.kylelaz.com you can check out there send me a, send me an email send me a message and um yeah just say hey that that would probably be the best way Incredible. And you've also got the flower of life cacao. Is that a different one again? Yeah. So flower of life cacao is our um, herbal cacao. So it is infused with botanical herbs that increase adaptation, endurance, stamina, gives you more energy. Um, and over time, so flower of life cacao, that's more flower of life cacao. Mm. Is this going to come up the right way? Oh, beautiful. I love that. Well, a bit i can just there we go that's the one the joy proximity blend and that has that rhodiola that i was speaking about before and macuna so the beautiful thing about herbs as well which i just like to add before we go is that i see it as kind of like the the herbs are like software for our bodies so the more we have them the more they strengthen our bodies mm. unlike just having a you know a drug in a tablet which is like we want this to work straight away it works and builds over time. So mm. over time, when having, say, adaptogenic herbs, over time, you'll find that you're adapting to stress more. Mm. So it reduces stress, increases energy, increases stamina. So the more you have the, 
the greater the effect. I'm not saying like drink a whole bag. I mean, like it, it is spread out. So yeah. putting it as part of your daily routine as well. So that's Flower of Life Cacao is, is also bringing more joy to the world and joy in, in what we do. Because you would know as well, when, we're, when we wake up joyful and we, we bring joy to our world and joy to our family, everything thrives a whole lot better. So true, brother. So true. I, uh, I'm definitely going to order some cacao uh, off you very, very soon. I, I'm so excited, especially with those uh, different adaptogens and things you've got going on in them. Um, and, and I guess the way people can look at this is it's like putting or getting compound interest on your health, like continually uh, putting these things in your body. It's just, it's always serving you. And I, I'm so grateful that you've followed your heart, Kyle. I'm so grateful that you've gone after what inspires you. And I understand that requires bravery. It requires commitment. Um, requires a lot of faith and trust. So uh, I'm I'm celebrating you for you know stepping so powerfully into this work and, and for being a leader in this space. Um, I've got one more question I want to ask you, brother, before we wrap up. And this is the question I ask all my guests. So I want you to imagine that you got hold of the back end of <clears throat> so uh, you know Facebook, Instagram. YouTube, all these platforms, and you got hold of these just before a like a meteorite hits and they got wiped off the planet. Um, but you were able to deliver for one minute, you were able to de- deliver a message to people and speak to people directly. And everyone was watching billions and billions of people. Hmm. What would you say? Wow. What comes to mind is I would, I'd, I'd probably ask people a question and, and that is like, what is, what is it that you're grateful for? And what, what, what do you want right now? And how, how can you support, support everyone else? Mm. That's, that's, I would just ask those, those questions essentially. I love that. I love that. So bring them, bring them into balance through gratitude and then focus on impact and contribution. Yeah, yeah, wow. I think that's what I would, what I would do while I was watching a comet come come to, <laughs> to take everything out. That would be, yeah, yeah the piece around that. Yeah. I love that. That's that's beautiful. Is there any anything else you want to add before we before we wrap up? Anything you want to share, speak, and do before we uh before we close up? Um, yeah, just wanted to thank you for yeah reaching out. It's been a great great chatting. Also, I love I love the work that you're doing and. Um, it's so great to be around people that are yeah inspiring others and helping people move through, especially in these times. And um, what I what I would love to do is actually um, like after this, I can I can create a little like discount code for Flower of Life specifically for your for your listeners. So for anyone who's listening, uh, maybe you can put it in the the link. Definitely, we'll absolutely. And people can get like a ten a ten percent off, and we can we can send it. We can send everyone some of the joy, especially in these times and um yeah we have we have a little ritual and stuff with it so all the things you're talking about with cacao there are bits that come with the cacao that will allow people to come into that connection and deeper connection with it and thrive and grow and so yeah that's what i'd love to offer offer you and offer your listeners as well brother thank you so much thank you so much i know that's going to be greatly received uh kyle again thank you for all the beautiful work you're doing mate thank you for the beautiful offer um thank you for your wisdom and thank you for just being a you know a, a great example to so many people, and through uh, you know empowering people 
through these beautiful herbs and, and plants that are available to us. So, so much gratitude for you, mate. Thanks for being here. Yeah, great. Thanks, Nash. It's great to be here. Thank you. There you have it, my friends. Thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of the Thoughts on Purpose podcast. Now, be sure to check out the incredible work our guest is up to in the world. You can access all their links below wherever you're listening to this. Also, the way you're going to really just maximize on the time you've invested listening to this podcast is by, first of all, committing to implementing at least two to three things, key ideas that really stirred something in you while you were listening to this. Write them down on paper and begin thinking about and committing to how you can implement these in your life because if nothing changes, nothing changes. Also, share this interview out with the people you care about. Talk about the ideas you've learned. That way, you support us in our mission to impact the world in a greater way. Guys, I am so grateful for your company in today's interview. I acknowledge you that you are an incredible being and you have so much potential. Yes, you do have an incredible purpose here on earth. And I really hope today's episode has sparked something in you to go out in the world and share your gifts on a greater level. My name is Nash Mackey, Rapid Breakthrough Personal Performance Coach, and I can't wait to connect with you in our next episode.